Well, today is the 29th of March, year 2023. A couple of days ago, we had another mass shooting in the Nashville, Tennessee area, this time a private Christian school. Involved was a transgender person. I believe it's the fourth incident involving a transgender person in the past year or two. And the significance of mentioning that is because uh, we seem to be having a difficult problem understanding that we need to embrace them on an even playing field. You know, not everyone's going to size up to our image and likeness. That's not the exercise in life. What I'm finding is that, you know, we're a bit hypocritical. We are experiencing systemic failure. We're having a real problem in telling this country the truth about these issues. I do want to say this, which I think people are going to find interesting. The vast majority of the majority of this country is busy taking care of their children, trying to figure out how they're going to pay their mortgage payments, their rent payments for their homes, their car payments, their insurance payments, food bills, gas bills, et cetera, et cetera. I think we're a little bit preoccupied with things that are more critically important than wondering who people are sleeping with at night or what what motif of dress they enjoy putting on. I don't care. I never have. And I ran in a circle of people in New York City through the 70s and the 80s in particular. Many of them gravitated towards this place called Studio 54. We just didn't care. We wanted to have a good time, decompress, laugh, and smile a whole hell of a lot, which is what we seem to have been able to do. Tough to figure out where to start with this, this issue. There's no such thing as single causality. I am certain there are many factors that fed this individual's decision to go in and just randomly kill people. <clears throat> Maybe some one or two were targeted, but we went after six, and that was only because the police interceded that the number wasn't higher. They had a, a very, uh, I would say, uh, fortuitous response time in between the time that they received the radio call and the time that they were actually capable of neutralizing the assailant. They stopped at six. I believe others were shot and injured, but that is the number, I believe, that were deceased. So let's start out with this whole issue of systemic failure. We're having a hard time expressing to the populace that it's okay that we're not alike. For some reason, the minute someone isn't in our image or likeness, we become a little unsettled. It attacks our, our security and our confidence or whatever these other dynamics are that drive us, that make us feel settled. It's okay we're different. It doesn't you know, mean anything if someone chooses to sleep with someone of the same gender or if someone chooses to cross-dress when they're a male dressed like a female, a female dressed like a male. It, it doesn't matter that people are uh, transgender. And I say this because there's one approach to this thing. You're either part of the solution or part of the problem. And the thing people have to understand is that all of the demographics I just touched upon, and there are more, ethnically, religiously, socially, different demographics, we're all here to stay. It would behoove us to try to figure out how we're going to play nice together in the sandbox, which we seem to be having a problem doing, or at least we're creating an optic and a narrative through some of our elected officials and our media outlets that we're not playing well in the sandbox. As I said a moment ago, and I've said repeatedly, I think most people don't care any longer. If people are stray, they're gay, they're LGBT, they're transgender. I think we're just busy taking care of our own families, trying to figure out how we're going to get through this day and make sense of a lot of the insanity we're living, whether it's the economy, your foreign policy, your border, your cities, 
which, by the way, are becoming exponentially more dangerous to visit on a daily basis because of a political agenda that benefits no one. But to go back to the shooting, so as I understand it, and it really is academic, whether it was a male trying to uh, transgender into a female or female into a male, something triggered this individual. I do want to say that it's critically important that we parent our children. And I think for some parents who may not be, I would say, exposed to the mechanisms that are part of your support system, these are difficult issues to handle. In this instance, we're coming to learn that the parents did afford this, this child an opportunity to speak to some counseling and get some mental health uh, addressed. Now, people are popping up saying, well, how come they didn't turn around and notify the authorities and prevent this individual from buying either eight or nine handguns and long arms? We have systemic failure. We don't have databases to deal with this information. We have HIPAA laws that are impeding you. We have any number of dynamics and excuses why this just isn't working. But let me dispel the first rumor and um, amongst all of this garbage, the eternal lie and explanation for everything that's wrong in the culture. This isn't a gun control issue. We do need to address the manner in which people indiscriminately are capable of acquiring high capacity automatic weapons, handguns, long arms, as we use in military and police. And I'm certainly not saying that you shouldn't be entitled to have them, but we need to little, know a little bit more about you other than the fact you were convicted of a felony. So I'm going to get back to that topic in a minute, but I'm just going to tell you straight up, this is a mental health issue. It's the heavy lift in the culture. It's the one issue that we really don't want to tackle because it's going to be costly and it's going to be labor intensive. We, we, we addressed it in the 70s with Geraldo Rivera, for those of us who can go back that far, when he went after Willowbrook in, New, in uh, Staten Island, New York, and the, the subhuman conditions in which the mentally ill were residing, the byproduct of that is in New York, we shut down Willowbrook, Creedmoor, and Pilgrim State, three major facilities, and they shut across the country. What we're learning is if you're in indigent circumstances or middle class, you have little or no access to really high quality legitimate mental health care. You've got to be rich, kind of like everything in a society, which is not going to tangentialize into a discussion with me about health care. I'm just stating the facts. I'm just telling you the truth, guys. This is really a layered problem. Now, this is just my opinion. So I want everyone to take this as it's being presented to you. As most things I say to you, I'm giving you something to think about. I'm not trying to tell you what to think. That's that's Fox and MSNBC and CNN's exercise. Let them teach you and tell you what to think. You're intelligent people and you're smarter every day. I'm giving you food for thought. My personal opinion, based on the limited um, access to information I've had regarding this case, I think this young person had a severe mental and emotional problem, period. Whether or not the parents had the skill set or the wherewithal or the know-how to try to help address it is another discussion that needs to be delved into for the purpose of learning from this and pushing forward. We dwell on, we, we, we garner nothing from dwelling on the mistake, learn from the mistake and move forward, guys. That's kind of where you are in life. But we do need to find out what they did, the extent of it. And we do have some understanding that they did facilitate uh, some form of uh, addressment for this person. Going back to what we said about you know, should was it incumbent upon 
the counselor or doctor or whomever may have been treating this person to notify the authorities that they should own firearms. Clearly, that's a legitimate concern. We refer to it in some states as red flag laws, right? Well, the problem missing is once again systemic. There's no database to feed this information into. It just doesn't exist. So even if someone decided that they were going to um, notify the authorities or this mechanism that further identifies someone with a deficiency in judgment, where is it? Now, they could contact, for all intents and purposes, a local authority, say in the county or the jurisdiction in which you reside. This instance is the city of Nashville. That doesn't necessarily extend across the United States. We're talking about a very broad stroke approach to disseminating information regarding individuals that need to be cared for. That's the other part of this discussion. The key is not to throw them under the bus because they have mental illness or emotional instability. You know, what this is all coming down to is we just lack leadership. We lack a voice of calm and reason. We lack, we, we really lack a problem-solving mentality in this culture. All we seem to do is weaponize all of these issues and politicize them and then use them against each other. The big thing here now is we're jumping up and down about gun control again. This isn't a gun control issue. This is a mental health issue. This could be a parenting issue, which is another common denominator to these mass shootings, contrary to the lies that you're being told by the government, sadly, which are being communicated through some in, in, in the media. It isn't a gun control issue. I go back and say to you, it would be helpful if we could get all the hard right Second Amendment people, and I, I fully support the Second Amendment. I intimately understand the concerns of the founding fathers. And for those of you that don't, just take a look at the Ukraine. It lends itself to a foreign invader and tyranny. We're arming them with assault rifles as we're telling our people they can't have them. Why not just fix this conversation or this problem with, with firearms in our country? Why don't we compromise? Why don't we offer up something to get something that's critically important, which is a vetting process that lends itself to psychological screening? Back in yesteryear, when I was being screened for law enforcement, we took Minnesota multiphasic screening tests, raw shock, word association, and interviews with psychologists and psychiatrists. I did this in the private sector. When I resided in Manhattan Beach, it was part of the mandate for me to obtain a concealed weapons permit, being a former law enforcement agent and actively participating in the security industry. The chief was Ernie Klebeshaw. I'll never forget the guy. We talked about this. I said, boss, you're ahead of your time. This is something we should have been doing a long time ago. Also, we might consider doing this with issuances of driver's licenses because we have a lot of people on the road just as well that are operating motor vehicles, which are deadly weapons, deadly instruments. I won't get into the clarification between deadly weapon and deadly instrument because we could talk all day, guys. But the bottom line is we need some accountability for who we're giving guns to. Now, I had a show here recently in Jacksonville which aired in Jacksonville, out to Orlando and Charleston, South Carolina. Not a super broad geographical area, but substantial. And a lot of people were very like-minded as to myself supporting the Second Amendment. I had numerous individuals that called and I asked them one question. I said, I have a proposition for you. I want to afford you the opportunity to have a concealed weapons permit that would allow you to carry that weapon in all states the District of Columbia, and the U.S. territories. And if you really think you need that assault rifle, right, which we happen to have introduced into this country in the 1960s with the approval of the government for the consumption of the American public, I'm going to give you that one too. 
Here's what I'd like. I want to psychologically screen you the way we do in law enforcement. I want to criminally history you the way we do in law enforcement. I want to mandate training with firearms the way we do in law enforcement and then educate you as to the law. And I say that because you need to know there are boundaries in the use of force, not just deadly physical force, but all forms of force. Deadly physical force, for example, in the state of New York, which is my frame of reference, is simple. It's when you have no other option to preserve your life or the life of another. You are justified in using that force. Let's start the conversation there, because I know it's going to take legs and it's going to speak to um, different demographics that might not have the same access or opportunity to participate in the process. I know all the I know all the all the hurdles that are involved, but at least let's start the conversation, guys, because we're doing nothing. This is a young person that clearly should have never had access to firearms, yet. They were able to get a hold of them. And that's that's all there is to say on this topic. But the bottom line is we disenfranchise people in this country the moment they don't line up to our image and likeness, as I'd mentioned, and many other opportunities. Because we're different isn't a bad thing. It's okay. That's how you learn from things that are different than you are. We need to teach the American public via the leadership in the in the country to start with that it's okay it also has to resonate through the family we all don't have to be alike you don't not love your child the same if your child is gay i don't even understand where these terms came from i understand like straight and gay these are interesting ways to describe people who are heterosexual homosexual you know where did these labels come from it's interesting the way we define ourselves in this country there's basically little or no intellectual process Regardless of your lifestyle choice, which is how I like to refer to it, because it's a really uh, non-contentious, non-confrontational way to address this. Regardless of that, you should really guard your privacy. That's really one thing I do want to tell you. I don't care what anybody does in their personal lives. I do take issue with the fact that I'm being reminded about it every day. And I don't know why, because I don't care. I respect your right to choose for yourself the same way I do for transgender people. This is a whole new another discussion we're having about transgender people who, by the way, have been around for a very, very long time in my lifetime, 50 years plus, that suddenly they hit the radar screen. You know, not for anything, guys, but let's fix the problem. Let's start to teach people it's okay we're different. Let's start to teach people not everything has to size up to what we think it's going to be for our comfort level. That's, you know, there's no mess. The messaging is all wrong here, guys. Now, as I said to you, I personally believe there's no such thing as single causality that fed to this shooting in uh, Nashville. I do think mental health, mental illness was attached to it. I do think if this individual was, I would say, being ostracized because they were transgender, that probably fed it. I think the polarization probably fed it. Being disenfranchised probably fed it. Being in an environment with people that aren't broad enough thinkers to understand we need to accept everybody on the terms in which they come to us probably fed this. Why don't we really truthfully address this thing and stop deflecting towards guns and really fix this problem? It's a mental health issue. It's the common denominator to every mass shooting. I think I'm going to call it a day, guys. You know. 
it's about not about me speaking my piece to be candid with you it's about trying to provide you some viable information we'll probably get back to you on this topic somewhat further and uh i thank you for listening <laughs>